last time on Dice Funk. I'm sorry, Ronaldo, but I think Anne's plan is a better idea, to be honest with you. Ronaldo screams at the guards, open the gate. Evil statues that are burning and they have guts on them. The guards see your great show and immediately retreat into the battlements. The doors lock and you see the portcullis come down. Throw the dagger over. They're like obsessed with it. They'll break through to get it. And then when you run through, I can slide between their legs because I have that um, uh, nimbleness. I can pick it up before they get it. I thought you would die. I probably would have if he just ripped a portcullis off like it was yeah. tissue paper. Oh, your head would pop off like a champagne cork. You find a moose. Guys, I, I named the moose. Its name is Jane Jr. Oh, God. <laughs> Running down the road, Lord Erlen on a horse. Hey, Erlen. Yes? You ready to go stab the shit out of that dude? There's nothing else in this world I would like to do more. We got a comment somewhere. I don't remember where I saw it. Uh, someone said, uh, this is a great episode. The DM sounded a little drunk, though. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I saw that. That was fantastic. I, I didn't see that one. Okay. When was that? <laughs> I don't remember. Was that on Patreon? I think that was on Patreon. Oh. I don't Probably. Know. It was somewhere. I I have like eight different comment streams coming in on various platforms, so I can't keep track. Was that, was that last week? Yeah. Because uh, I wasn't drinking last week, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to every upset. other week that you're doing. No, I mean, you know, I've been I've been up front with you guys where there was that episode where I came back from going away to dinner. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. And uh, and and I was like, oh, watch out, guys! The DMs <laughs> had a couple of beers. All right, homie. Um. All right. So, um, I, we sort of unceremoniously ended last episode with you guys deciding to rest for the night. I think the last part was I said to Erlen, do you want to go stab Lonigan? And he said, there's nothing I'd rather do. Yeah. And then we all posed and there was an explosion <laughs> behind us and we all looked really good. Yeah, yeah. the American flag rolled down. It was amazing. Uh, we we had totally have all our health stats back. We rested. So like we're, we're rolling into town now. We already rested. All right. Um, before before you do, before you do, okay. um, you know, like I'd, I'd just like to uh, set a little bit of a scene here. Because <clears throat> you guys are you're having a rest, middle of the road, you know. You're all bedded down for the night. Uh, you notice before all falling asleep, though, that that Erlen is is not sleeping. He's he's just kind of like sitting on a log that's you know been felled and kind of staring with like a little bit of grim faced uh, um, realization at a glowing item on the horizon. That, uh, uh, judging from the direction that you guys remember coming from, is obviously, uh, is Stone Root. Mm. There's, wait, wait, something's glowing in Stone Root? It's the fire, I assume. Oh, oh I yeah. guess. Oh, that, <laughs> that, shit, that shit is gone. What did you think it was? Like, a sparkly fairy pipe? Like, what the shit? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Alright. And, and flips off the burning remains of Stone Root. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so everybody, everybody goes, goes to sleep, um, and dreams! Yay! (laughs) Alright, here we go. Uh, Anne, you have a dream of Marshmallow. 
being slowly encroached upon by an all-consuming fire. Unable to escape a bulging prison, turning from rock to slowly fleshy, deep in a dreary dungeon, alone, confused, scared, and smothered by smoke. You awake, feeling more than sure that Marshmallow has passed. You son of a fucking bitch! You cunt! You absolute tit! Whoa! You twat waffle! You son of a bitch! You motherfucker! I can't believe you! (laughs) Austin, we spent almost almost no time searching for Marshmallow. Okay, we you made a decision, and we decided not to search the town for Marshmallow. That you started to burn down. Uh, So really, you killed Marshmallow. Uh, whoa! <laughs> whoa! What the fuck? <laughs> you did. So anyway, uh, my how about how about my dream or, or, or Alana's dream? We're done with this now. Ronaldo, uh, you dream of a gibbet, um, and a rope made of intestines that uh, you are continuously like prodded towards. But as you continue to walk towards it, it seems to get no closer. This distance at first relieves you until you realize that you are harangued on all sides by a crowd, uh, spitting, frothing, and cursing your name, accusing you uh, and taunting you of perversion, deviancy, uh, treachery, sedition, uh, um, just about everything in the book uh, uh, that, 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 that would, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, dig at a guy who kind of wants to be liked by people. And as you speed up your your pace to get away from the crowd uh, and and continue onwards, still uh, the hangman's noose moves no closer to you, and the crowd just gets more and more hateful and uh, intense. Okay. <sighs> Sorry, uh, Austin. Do you have something to say? <laughs> yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> we look, look. This is this isn't even on Johnny. Let's face it. So let's not dwell. Okay, like. No, I'm not going to dwell. I just want to say, like, that's a, first of all, it's a shocking, like, tonal whiplash, and I think a lot of people liked Marshmallow, so I don't want to, like, brush it off. I think in mechanical terms, what happened was we had the choice of breaking the gate, because we had to evacuate people. Like, people were going to die. Like, everyone in the church was, like, fucked, and, like, we are talking to Danian about it, like, and I think I had to choose between um, an escape route to evacuate the people of Stoneroot and my ferret, and, like, that sucks, but, like... Uh, <sighs> Like, I feel bad, but I don't think, like, I fucked up so much as I made a choice. And, like, I think it's consistent with Anne's beliefs and stuff. Although it's just like, whoa, dog, the episode just started. You dropped that on me. And it's ah. Yeah, Marshmallow got, like, a No Country for Old Men dying off screen thing uh, that's, like, unsatisfying, but, like, it, it makes sense. Oh, it, I mean, you know, technically speaking, it, it would have happened on screen. <laughs> During a very graphic dream sequence. Okay. <laughs> You're a monster, Johnny, first of all. <laughs> but I do think it, it fits with, like, the characterization of Anne going from, like, coward to, like, assured in her faith and willing to die for it. I think, like, uh, Marshmallow is, I don't know, like, a servant of Avandra or aligned with him somehow. And now he's frolicking in the beast lands in his eternal reward. So it's, like, not even that sad. And it's, you know, with the mythology of it, it's fine. Although, I just want to say, before you give Alana her dream, mm-hmm. uh, as a ranger, I do get a new animal companion, and I choose Jane Jr. <laughs> All right. I have, I have a moose now. Hooray! 
I feel like he traded up, honestly. I don't, I don't know the stats on the moose. We'll assume he's, like, similar. <laughs> well, we can look it up later, I guess. We'll figure it out later. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure that a moose and a dire ferret would share characteristics. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> and actually, I, I don't know... I could pro- Actually, I'd probably trade it down, because... Uh, Carnivore to herbivore is actually like a huge hit in all statistics, almost certainly, but whatever. Oh, okay. Alana dream. Um, if you want to take a couple of minutes while I give Alana her dream to, you know, like look through at some stats and, and pick one. Nah. <laughs> nah, you just get a. It's fine, I'll wing it. Fuck <laughs> it, we'll wing it. <laughs> is, is that what we're gonna do? <laughs> yeah, we'll do it live. <clears throat> Alright. It worked for us last episode. Uh, Alana, uh, you dream, uh, of, of walking. A marching um, up an eternal hill. It it looks just like a regular road, but with each step, the hill just seems to stretch on and on and on and on. And after each time you pull uh, your foot out of the soft ground that the hill uh, is created of, a spring of blood wells up in the footprint that you have left behind, flowing behind you. Um, and flooding the ground past you, drowning everything that you leave behind uh, and leaving them to die. Because each time you turn around to see if the people that you care about and the places that you miss and love are uh, still behind you, they just seem to get deeper and deeper uh, in a mire of blood. And another thing, it's not like I didn't try, (laughs) all right? I made several checks to try to figure out where he was, or if I could sense him, or if I could call to him. So, like, let's not even pretend like I was negligent. I want that on the record. A moose attack, gore, is 2d6 plus 12. Because <laughs> I, I I fucking looked it up. But anyway. Thank you. Thank you, it's, Which is pretty tight. You guys. Anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> can, we get, can, we, can, we, can we get over this and just get to the town? I would really like to. Can we, though? Can we move past it emotionally, is the question? Oh, I'm done. Um, I like this moose way more, so. Why? Because she doesn't talk back? Yeah, a moose is always neutral, uh, apparently, so I don't know how that works with Avandra, but whatever. A moose doesn't have the intelligence to, cho- to choose yeah. uh, ethics. I guess that would make so. sense. I think all animals are neutral, actually, if they don't have an intelligence of over three. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was just doing it as kind of, look, it's a god. <laughs> a god can pick. Gods can pick ch- champions. Holy even shit! If they're a animals. moose has a strength of twenty-four. Um, shit, you know what? dude. You know, you know what? You know, I'm sorry. I don't want to spend time looking at moose stats. Let's let's go to the town. I, <laughs> I don't that's want to I, spend that, time looking at moose stats. Yeah, Johnny. Let's go to the town. All right, we're going. Um, so you guys wake up in the morning, uh, and you're pretty sure from the position you last remember seeing Erlen sleep, um, Erlen at when you went to sleep, that he didn't sleep all night. Mm-hmm. Um. You guys are getting ready to go, and uh, um, you're throwing on your gear, and he casts kind of like one last look in the direction of Stoneroot, and kind of mutters audibly to everybody, well, it was never supposed to be a city anyways. At this point, I imagine Anne awoke uh, in quite a state, and uh, the mental image I have is this is a very somber preparation here, like this is a... That part in Mad Max Fury Road with Furiosa collapses in the desert before they get the determination <laughs> to move on. That's what's happening. But it's Anne in a field. Okay. All right. Somebody cheer me up. Ronald, Ronald, if Ronaldo sees that Anne is upset, he hugs her. 
as much as I want to comfort her, I'm kind of like a little disturbed by what I just dreamed. So I'm kind of okay. like, hmm. I like how Ronaldo no-sells all his dreams. Yeah, Rena- oh, Ronaldo says, don't worry, Anne. I mean, once we're done with this, we can go find Marshmallow. <laughs> oh! Anne castrates Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't know, that, but that's genuinely what he says. Roll to remove balls. <laughs> so no reaction from Anne from that? No, she cries. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Obviously. She's a fragile flower. Okay. Ronaldo says, he says, there, there. <laughs> That's what he's got <laughs> in the tank. What? You really say, what? Oh, God. <laughs> I like how we, before we started recording, we're like, okay, let's make this quick. Let's hit it hard and fast. Let's be professionals. <laughs> and right. now we're just mired in this emotional quicksand. I'm sorry. Ronaldo, like, picks Anne up onto his shoulders and piggybacks. And so regardless of what she wants to do, Ronaldo starts heading towards town and motions for everyone to follow him. And, and like, leading, and also, like, come on, Moose. So we're going. Jane Jr. Okay, Jane Jr. All right. Uh, Erlen mounts the steed and manages to keep pace with Jane Jr. pretty well. Um, and you guys uh, manage to travel the rest of the way to Stoneroot. Uh, sorry, Rotswald. Uh, and arrive, mm, let's say, mid-morning. It's like 10 o'clock. Everybody's kind of like, you know, now would be a nice time for brunch. But you got stuff to do. Is the town on fire? No, no, actually, um, the pastoral, scenic countryside remains as unmolested as the two of you who have been there before recall it being. Do we see people in town, or was it? does it look completely evacuated? You do note that uh, upon arrival, it's, it's remarkably more quiet uh, <laughs> than even, even before. Okay. And while you wouldn't describe Rothswald necessarily as a body town or a lively one, even at that, um, it, it strikes you as unusually quiet. Uh, in fact, that by the time you finally reach uh, what you would consider to be like the edge of the town, you realize that you haven't seen anybody in the streets at all. Okay. Yeah, didn't Gillett evacuate everyone? Well, he was like ringing a bell and yelling last time we were here. I think that was the plan. All right, uh, Ronaldo doesn't have any time for this, so he just, he just, you know, we go to Pikmin. All right. I think a time for subtlety has passed, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, we're riding a moose. Subtlety's over. Uh, so you you get to the grounds of the of the Pikmin Academy, and still everything really, really quite quite quiet. Um, you, you haven't seen anybody. Um, most of the places uh, in town look like they've been shuttered up. Whether or not they still have people inside or not is something that you're not completely aware of. Um, any chance to, or well, no, I suppose I shouldn't say that. <clears throat> <laughs> he was gonna say any chance to check is rapidly fading because if we go in, it's like oh no 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 I'm just you know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not gonna, let me put it this way, I'm not gonna just volunteer information. Ronaldo goes, goes up to the gates, and he tries to listen to hear if anything is going on inside. Uh, in, in the academy? Yes. Perception right. check 15. Anybody else? Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, tickle that fancy right there. Um. This is like that secret thing where it's like, oh, do you guys want to go outside and escape, or do you want to go to the dungeons? Now it's like, you guys want to go in Pikmin, or do you want to investigate and find out that Jack died while we're, you were gone? We're all going in Pikmin, but I would like to know, I would just, I mean, 18? R- rolling for perception does not cost me anything, so I might as well listen. 
21. Nice. Hell yeah. Um, you get to the gates of the Pikmin Academy, and uh, upon, you know, like, very carefully listening at the door, sniffing the air that's coming out from underneath it, uh, and peeking in a window, uh, you see nothing. It's, okay. it's, it's very, very quiet inside. Johnny, can the moose fit through the front door? Um, the moose could probably get into the Great Hall, yeah, but I, I, I don't believe you'd be able to get the moose down the stairs. Mm. Okay. okay, I'm gonna make an animal handling check to send the moose, uh, to Jack's house. <laughs> okay. Are you what you want to you want to separate from your magic animal a second time, huh? No, I would really rather take it in, but if it can't take stairs, then it's um. If 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 Ronaldo sees Anne about to do this, Ronaldo says, "No, Anne, leave the moose immediately outside." So we can all escape. Same with the horse. We just leave our steeds out here, tie them up or whatever. And like, if we need to like run out of the Pikmin Academy, we just get on and go. We don't want to, I mean, like, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. Let's not, you know, do anything foolish here. There's a moment, and I don't know how you would portray this like in universe, maybe in the novelization that is inevitable, (laughs) where Anne realizes for the first time that there is a chance of escape. Like, there was a, just an assumption in her mind that this was a suicide mission. <laughs> like, she hadn't been planning ahead. That's how prepared she is for this. Okay. And she she agrees, and she'll do it, but, like, that's where her brain is at. Okay. Sorry that this got fucking dark. <laughs> okay. All right, so the, the, the our two steeds are just tied out up uh, outside. Not, like, super tight, like, we need to get them up, but, like, they're they're going to do what we say. Um. So we 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 with that done, Ronaldo like kind of leads the way and goes inside. Um, marching brashly uh, into the great hall. <laughs> Some might even say stupidly. Mm. What you observe from outside um, stays true once you arrive on the inside. It's very very quiet, and even when you were here the last time, you do remember it being quiet. But there was still like a low murmur of things going on that. Even though you kind of, like, get the impression that it's, you know, obviously not just a school, you were still kind of convinced that there was still schooling going on there. It was just, you know, very sort of, like, order-specific schooling. Um, But that low murmur of kind of classroom activity or, you know, like, maybe people training in physical activity or things like that is, is not present. It is deathly quiet. Is Erlen still with us? Yeah, he's coming with us. Or did he like go somewhere? No, no, he's he's still he's moving with you. Okay, I'm gonna turn to Erlen and I'm gonna say, okay, so did Wanigan feed these children to Gorfinax, or are they just all waiting for us to kill us? Erlen sort of like looks around the school and then raises his hands in a kind of a. I don't know. All right. R- Helpful. <laughs> Ronaldo Renato says, "Okay, here's the plan. I'm going to we're going to run upstairs to uh Lonigan's office where we we first met him and just kill the shit out of him. But I want to know one thing before we do. Um we know that the Fang of Gorfinax when, you know, basically you you speculated that if we stab Gorfinax with Gorfinax, it's just going to make more Gorfinax power, so we don't want to do that. But here's the other thing. What is the orb of Gorfinax? Because you said that it's like a conduit. So here's what I'm thinking. If we put it, the orb of Gorfinax inside Gorfinax, will that like suck him inward, like into another dimension? 
Erlin, Erlin um, sort of looks up for a second and, and grabs his chin and strokes it and says, well, it's not really so much a doorway as it is a, a telescope. Um, it's, it's, it's a look into Gorfinax where and how I was keeping him before. Mm. We can't use that as a weapon, is what I'm saying? It might be useful, but I'm not sure I know how yet. Okay, alright, well, we'll keep it. I'm just, I was just checking, because I had an idea, but I'm not going to do it. The The plan is to go in and either kill or pacify Lonigan in some way, and that would depower Gorfinax enough to put him back to sleep? Is that the plan? That's, that's what I'm... I'm planning. I'm planning on killing things. I mean, you know, so that's yeah. that's my idea, Johnny. One one thing. Uh, Ronaldo mm. looks around. This is like a school. So in my mind, there's like crests and stuff on the wall, and like little school flags or something. Um, yeah, that, that's basically what I'm looking at. Is this the second time you've tried to find a flag? Yeah. It. I mean, you know, when you walked in there, when you walked in there the first time, you were like, "Yep, that's a school." Okay. I take one of the flags, but rip the flag part off and just use it as like a big pole spear thing and i wield it and then i go and then we go to the office you have two daggers two swords <laughs> like how many weapons do you need i want a spear i want a flag spear it's it's not like it's not a, a like a real spear i mean if you if you want it it's gonna do improvised weapon damage right, well, but but it, but it has it would have to be a little sharp at the top if it's going to like hold the um the thingy we're wasting a lot of time here i just want to say also you're spec'd for dual wielding, and you cannot dual wield a spear. I'm not, so I'm not like, going to dual wield the spear. I'm just, I'm just holding it okay. menacingly. I'm just letting you know. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. You get yourself, you get yourself a flagpole. Rip the cloth off it, and you're like, yeah, sharp stuff. Right. So, <laughs> I, I remember it being upstairs. So, like, I'm not even like walking. I'm just, I'm trucking upstairs. Let's do. Okay. This. Um, upstairs you go. You're, you're moving with a purpose through the school. As we move up the stairs, I'm going to get my crossbow ready. Yeah, we all are ready. Everything's ready. Okay. Hmm. We're assuming that combat can be around any corner, so. All right. Um, you proceed through the school um, at a pretty aggressive pace. Uh, nothing seems to come out and mess with you. Hmm. And then in one hefty, dramatic swing of the door, reveal Lonigan's office has been totally and utterly ransacked smashed to pieces. Like, it doesn't even look like stuff was rifled through. Bookshelves are knocked over. The desk is cleft in twain! (laughs) Chairs thrown, furniture ripped, stuff that doesn't even look like it would have any use to bother searching. There's a there was a an ornate globe that you guys remember thinking was quaint because you were like, ah, what kind of idiot thinks the earth is round? Uh, that's just been, like, smashed on the ground, and books, pages torn out of them, laboratory notes are strewn everywhere, windows are broken, especially one that you remember leaping through at one point in time, it just looks like it hasn't been fixed. The room's all busted up. Got it. <laughs> it's 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 a mess in there, okay. is, is what I'm trying to say, boys and girls. Oh, and uh, and, and uh, pardon me, the um, the secret passage that you recall leading to the underbelly yeah. of the school uh, is just wide open. All right, let's go. Yep, we go. Yeah, Ronaldo, Ronaldo goes down there. Okay, down the stairs you march. 
Was it dark down there? Too dark to see? Uh, no, no, it was, it, it's lit. Okay. It's lit! <laughs> okay. It's so lit. It's the lit! Beats, the beats are fresh, the drinks are cold, <laughs> it's just like, you know, all the sexually attractive people are up in your grill. It's lit. Okay. Ronaldo goes down there, and basically his plan is to walk around until he hears something. And and just, like, peek into door, door room after room, like, as he, as he comes to them. Okay. We're on a we're on a Lonigan hunt here. Yeah, let's just retrace the steps we did the first time. Yeah, basically, that is the plan. All right. So you get downstairs and find the laboratory much in the same state that um, that the the office upstairs is in, smashed to pieces. Uh, there doesn't seem to be anything in there of any use. Uh, looks pretty rough. So off you go. You move on. Now, if uh, my map notes are correct, the next place that you came to was the um, the altar room. Okay. Mm-hmm. The one that the one that Anne tried to burn. Yeah. Um, so as you're rounding the rounding the curves uh, um, in the corridor downstairs, um, you reach a point in time where you can see into the the altar room, and in the dim light, you see um, figures, humanoid figures. How many? Um, well, how close do you want to get? Um, we're in, oh, I'm, I'm doing perception, uh, from a reasonable distance away. Butt touch. Thank you. One. So, 20 plus one. <laughs> Seven. You see nothing. I don't see a damn thing. Fourteen. Alana, might as well. Thirteen. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, from your perspective around the curve... Uh, you can see probably about four, but the way that the room extends into the the uh, like inward angle of the curve, you know that there's more room back there that you can't really get access to. Ronaldo whispers to Lord Erlen, and he says, Erlen, we never went over this, but are you useless in a fight, or are you like a magic man? Erlen looks at you with a little bit of distaste and says, I'm 600 years old. I can hold my own. Okay, I'm just just checking. Alana kind of snickers. <laughs> I'm just I'm just checking. I mean, some people live to be six hundred years old, and they just kind of hang around a laboratory and never th- throw a punch. So I'm just I asking. I kind of whisper at Ronaldo, and I go, I think if he was trying to contain Gorfinex, he fucking knows what he's doing. Just saying. I'm just wondering. Okay, I just... <laughs> you don't. He doesn't need a sword, does he? Uh, Erlen Erlen pats the bag at his side and says, "I'm I have everything I need right here." All right, word up. Okay. Um, are we just gonna run in and start taking names? Um, I mean, I guess. my my whole shtick is I want to kind of assassinate a motherfucker. So yeah, you can go ahead. Yeah, I'm not gonna actually like you know run in with you guys. I'm probably gonna sneak attack some bitches. Well, here's an idea. Why don't you just hide behind the door and put your uh crossbow, uh, you know, around the corner and just snipe one of them. Before we even before we even go, like you do the first attack because they are not they're not moving or rea- reacting to us, so that's when assassination can happen. You get advantage, and that gives you sneak attack on each attack on someone who hasn't moved yet. And I believe the range on your crossbow is sixty, so you can probably get at least two shots off before they reach you, hitting two different people. So it's plus it's dex plus proficiency, and then the d twenty. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's a, it's a twenty one, but I mean you get to roll twice. Oh right, advantage. Duh. Sorry, my you bad. might as well, but I can't imagine they have a, a you know twenty three. Well, <laughs> that kid must hit anything. 
All right. Um, before you do that, if you wouldn't mind, Jess, uh, stealthing up to the door. Um. Yeah, I guess. I mean. <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll count those. We'll count those as your rolls. Absolutely. I just you guys were talking, and I was like, okay, but and then you just rolled. So if you could stealth up to the door, please. Oh, sure, no problem. Um, nineteen. All right. So you uh, you turn around and say. Don't worry, I got this. Uh, and very astutely managed to sneak up to uh, the <clears throat> the archway that, that opens up into the altar room. Uh, you position yourself at the corner, kind of like peek around the edge. Uh, and yeah, sure enough, there's there's uh, quite a number more guys in there. Um, in fact, you're pretty sure that there's maybe about 20 of them all together. <laughs> well, does she get a chance to reconsider that shot? Um, you notice that none of them are moving, none of them are speaking, they're all just kind of, like, standing around. Do you want to go through with the shot? We might be killing some, like, some civilians. You know what? (laughs) I feel like Alana hasn't really done a lot since she's gotten here, so she's gonna take the shot. Okay. Taking the shot. I bet it's Jack. No! Fuck! (laughs) Leon, if you just jinxed it. <laughs> hey, listen, you motherfucker said if we have a plan, just fucking go with it. So here's my it. plan. I'm going no, I'm with fine. it. I'm fine. That'll be All hilarious. Right. Wait, are any of the figures child sized? We we can't see. Only Alana can. I don't know. Are they? I don't know. Are you just you're asking me, Alana? Yeah. Are there any like child sized figures? You you don't see any child sized figures, but there is there is one that's kind of like. Hunched down on the ground, like not, kind of like a, a half kneel, sort of like squat position. It looks like he's 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 looking at something that's on the ground. Ooh, kill that one! Like that, have that one be the one you kill. <sighs> I hate this campaign. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I guess I'll kill the closest, ah. quote unquote. Okay. There's 24 of them. Oh my no, god. No, there's about 20, he said. All right, cuz both of those both of those qualify as hits. So, go ahead and roll damage. It's going to be 2d8 plus 3d6. Oh, my bad. Okay, right. 2d8 plus 3d6. Okay. And plus dexterity, which is plus 1. 12 and then 3d6 8. Oh. So, 20. All right. You take one swift look around the corner just to assess which ones you're going to go for. You come back around the corner. You take one like long breath in, and then a short breath out. You spin around the corner with crossbow in hand, let a bolt fly, and it flies straight and true and lands right on the head of one of these characters. Almost immediately after the bolt connects, though, um, it rebounds off to the side, clatters to the ground... And nobody in the room moves. Uh, I'm I'm partially relieved that we did just murder a nice person. I turn to Ronaldo and Anne and and Erlen and I go, well, I fucking shot one, but nothing fucking happened. Ronaldo <laughs> takes his Ronaldo takes his spear and throws it at the next one, at the one that's lying that's that's crouching down. The the non spear that doesn't even really have a metal tip and is just sort of like a sharp stick Fun. shatters. <laughs> Uh, when it when it hits the 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 figure that's crouching, damn, and nobody in the room moves. 
All right, Ronaldo says, okay, let's just walk in there because clearly this is this is a bunch of bullshit. So Ronaldo just walks in. <laughs> he, in fact, he struts in because uh, he's had enough of this shit. He, he's just going to do things. So he walks in. We're dealing with the Medusa situation here, clearly. Okay, whatever. Ronaldo goes in. And he, and he checks, to, checks to see what the uh, crouching person or figure is looking at. So, shaking his swag as he enters the room, mm-hmm. Ronaldo wanders right up to the, the crouching person. Immediately gets turned to stone. <laughs> Good job, Ronaldo. Now being closer to the figures, uh, I recognizes that uh, each one of the figures mm-hmm. uh, is, is, yeah, actually a statue. Oh. It wasn't immediately apparent before because of the uh, dim lighting. Well, I'm going to go pick up my crossbow bolt since it's a fucking stone. Ronaldo says to Alana, you assassinated a rock. Um, what, it, what is the uh, statue crouching down towards and, and like, like what, am I, what is the, the figure looking at? Uh, in the first place, you recognize the crouching figure. Um, <clears throat> it appears to be the attendant Steich that gave oh. you so much grief uh, when you were here previously. Cool. Steich looks the there's an expression on his face that's somewhat concerned <laughs> but not panicked. Um you know, it looks like he's seen something interesting. Can I ask you something about about the about the statue? Um are, are their skin is stone now. Are their clothes stone like like cuz or that, that's what I'm asking. Like did their skin did their body turn to stone or are they just totally like statues now? I believe, for the purposes of uh, in-universe translation, the clothes turn to stone as well. Okay, it's kind of like a ghost thing, where it's like, congratulations, you died wearing a luchador mask. So now your ghost has a luchador mask for the rest of eternity. <laughs> That's totally fine. I was just curious. <laughs> That's fantastic, actually. I wanted to see whether or not I could loot him. Um, okay. So, <laughs> of course, that's what you think. So, uh, <laughs> Ronaldo, uh, I want to roll for, uh, investigation. I'm investigating, like, anything I can find in the room. Okay, before, before you do that, though, um, Austin, are you really surprised that he wants to loot statues? I mean, come on. 16. No. Not even a little bit. 16. That's a- I wouldn't be surprised if he ran off and kicked one of their heads off at this point. He's I don't- a villain. Oh, oh, Ronaldo investigates the room. And by investigate the room, I mean I'm checking to see if I recognize the statues. I'm seeing if there's anything relevant to our quest, like items or whatnot. I'm looking all over the fucking place. Um, in the first place, everything, uh, every one of the statues in the room you recognize as wearing the uniform that of of the people who attended the school previously. The monks that you fought, the students, every single one of them is dressed in student attire. So he really Gorfinax ate their potential, turning them to stone. Yep. Um, uh, Steich, the one that's kneeling, uh, is facing. The you guys remember that I described that there was a there was a nasty looking altar and a, a blood gutter kind of running the length of the room. Yeah, the blood drain. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end of that, there was this ominous looking dark hole that I think you threw something down. Yeah, a, a knife. You, you finally hear a clink. No, <laughs> 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 that would be hilarious. Yeah. Um. Uh, but you do notice, uh, you do notice the hole that the, uh, that the drain went to, um, has kind of, has changed a little bit. It looks somewhat, uh, swollen, um, it, it looks a little bit inflamed, and it's kind of, like, puckered outwards a little bit. 
What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, the, is it look like the stone of the building is getting gorfinaxed? Is what you're saying? No, no, you're actually uh, all the stone in the building has 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 managed to retain its stony shape. Uh, it, but it it does look as though something kind of forcibly pushed the stone outwards oh. from the other oh. side. Oh, okay. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Oh, okay. That okay? Because the first way you described it, I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, it's it hasn't gone soft. You're not you're not looking at like you know a fleshy problem or anything okay. like that. Fleshy problem, Johnny. You are my fleshy problem. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Your campaign is one big fleshy problem. Ronaldo takes out the orb of Gorfanax and touches it to Stice's head to see if anything happens. Um, first of all, when you take out the orb of Gorfanax, yeah, um, it's it's glowing a kind of a a soft blue, ooh, um, like a a a, a deep a deep soft blue nice. that's. Mm, Maybe like an aquamarine, somewhere between, somewhere between green. And oh blue. my god, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh my god, Johnny, I'm so glad you said that because I actually know exactly which blue you're talking about because it's my birthstone. <laughs> okay, okay, there so you anyway. go. Um, you press it up against Stice's head, yeah. and it goes clink. Oh, nothing happened. All right, I went to. I'm, I'm checking the magical properties of this thing because not even Erlen knows exactly what it's going to do what do we do like are there is there anywhere else these people like this like lonigan could possibly be or did he also get eaten by gorfanax i mean we could still go deeper this is only the second room we've checked. he gestures he gestures at the stone and says i have no idea what's going on it's never done that before i you guys have to understand that that i forged that thing only after gorfanax was imprisoned it, it it had a very limited set of use when he was still in prison. It's it's doing things now. It's turning colors I've never seen it turn before. Cool. So it's useless. <laughs> no, we, we just we just don't know how to use it yet. Um, Ronaldo looks over at the uh, puckered thing and looks down. Can he see a bottom? No. No. Okay. All right. It seems like there was some, the sacrifice like appeased Gorfinex down there and he like burst out or something. I don't know. Something gross happened. Ronaldo says, "Let's keep uh, checking rooms. I don't have time. I don't have time or time for this room." And he goes, "Yeah, I was gonna say there's one place we still haven't been here. Remember, because we went to the room where the monks were sleeping, and we went back because we woke them up. We haven't been through to the other side of that room." Oh, 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 Johnny. Um, mm. no, never mind, never mind. You said they're all uh, Pikmin people. Never mind. I was wondering if anyone, any of them, were Gillet, but yeah, they're all Pikmin people. Never mind. You would have broke his head off. No, I just would have broken his hand off. Um. That was my plan. Sick fuck. Uh, Renato leaves the room and starts going to the next one. On to the next one. Okay. Oh shit, when did Jay-Z get here? Hmm? Nothing. <laughs> okay, I'll make this quick. Um, for the rest of the basement you explore, you guys find nothing out of order. You find no people, you find no more statues. Uh, not even any of the other rooms are um, disordered. Okay. Um, so you make your way back to, um, the doorway that leads to the stairs that went to the, uh, the dormitory. Are you guys going to go up there? Unless we have any other ideas. I mean, unless we want to, like, like, um, get a rope and go down the hole, uh, which I don't want to do at all. Um, if we've been everywhere else, then yes, that's what we're going to do. If that bears no fruit, then maybe we'll rope down. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. So go. 
I'm going up then. All right. Up, up, up the stairs. Um, into the the dormitory room. Beds are empty. There's nobody there. It's well ordered. It looks like it's you know, it's it's as a I don't know pseudo monk military operation should look like. Clean, well kept. Mm-hmm. Next room. Yep. Next room uh, leads into a school hallway. Well, fuck. We're we're literally. I don't know how else to say this. We are checking all the rooms. Well, we're not going to go through the whole <laughs> school room by room, are we? Like that's just a waste of everyone's time. We don't have to keep saying it, but I'm like I'm saying, Johnny. We check a bunch of rooms. Do we see anything important or any other people? Your your room search is uh, comes up fruitless. You're not seeing people. The silence pervades. Everything you see is is in order. And ties every single bed sheet in the dormitory together to make a rope. Mm-hmm. Makes the longest Eye of the Dragon rope. Is that the name of that book? The Stephen King? Never mind. Anyway, and t- takes it to the blood gutter. Is it big enough for a halfling? It's it's big enough for a human to squeeze through. All right, all right hold on, hold on. Ronaldo um, t- tests the uh, rope. and Yeah, we, we do everything in our power to make sure it's stable and serviceable, obviously. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Some some school some school bed sheets. What? A- yeah, we tie them all to get end to end to end, and then we one of us grabs the one end, one of us grabs the other, and we pull and make sure that it's there's no like weak points. Allow me to. I, I want to interject here. Ronaldo checks to see if it's the kind of thing that could hold his weight because he's starting to think it won't because he's got a lot of armor on. Okay. <laughs> okay. We can make a pretty like one of us can stand on the altar holding the rope or something, and then you can grab the other end, and we can just try to dangle you. This is not complicated. Yeah, folks. it's not very complicated. I understand. Like, Anne and I could hold it while you try to see if you can get down there without breaking it, and if you start to break it, we could just pull you back up. Also, you can just brace your feet against the walls, because it's a pretty narrow passage, and the rope's really only kind of holding you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can put most of your weight on the walls, not the rope. Okay, let me, let me, I'm trying to get, get a mental picture for all of this, because I don't want Ronaldo to just jump down a hole and die. Um, how narrow is this hole? Meaning, can Ronaldo, like put his back up against it, and then put his feet up against the other side of the hole. In the first place. Yeah. Uh, it's quite dark in the hole. Yeah. So previously when you guys came, it was like, it was small in insofar as that nobody really would have been able to squeeze through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably would have been able to like fit your head through it, but it's it's quite dark in there, so you don't really get a good impression and cast light on the rope and lowers it down. Yeah. Some f- so she, we can get a look into it. <clears throat> okay. So as the rope lowers down, uh, you uh, get a a good view of maybe about a stretch of ten to twelve feet or so. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. quite narrow, but but would easily accommodate a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, uh, you see the stone walls kind of disappear on the far side. Uh, there's still a wall on that's like up against the um, like where you guys would be standing on top of. Mm-hmm. But after that 12 foot mark, there's a whole lot of nothing. So you're saying that it ceases being a tunnel and just appears to go into the abyss? That would be an apt description. Ronaldo is not going in there, and neither are either of you. Um, we're done here. We are done here. 
Um, and where? Where do we go? The, the, like, okay, hold on. Erlen, confirm this to me, because my understanding is the, to get as close as possible to Gorfinax and Orlon again, we want to go as deep as possible into the Earth. And also, there's apparently an increased chance of this if we were at a place with meaning to Lonigan. So seemingly deep under the school is ideal. Is that correct? He looks downwards uh, with a concerned look on his face and says, Ah... Uh, that might be it, but I'm not sure I'm comfortable using a pathway that has no means of coming back. I don't care about that. I just want to stop this. Oh, it oh, Ronaldo like, chimes in. Oh, I do. I, I care a lot about coming back. We're, we're, not, we're not going in there unless we have an, we need a, we need an exit strategy. The rope is the ex- ex- exit strategy. Yeah, but two, uh, like a couple of you are going to have to hold me. No, I'm going in. I'm going to go in. No, no, you're not. You're tiny and you're going to die. Um, no one no one can touch me. <laughs> We're not- no one's touched me. Do you have a better idea? I want to hear your better idea. Ronaldo thinks for a second and he kind of looks at Anne and he says, you're not going in there. I am. So Ronaldo ties himself to the rope. No, no, and no, we're not overpowered. And nope. blocks the hole with her body. No. She says, "Hold on, I have to tell you something. Yeah. I have to tell you something." Yo. I I know I said no more secrets back there, but there's I've been holding back a secret. Oh, great! I'm sorry. I just I wasn't sure. I guess it's not really. Look, I think this all might be my fault. What do you mean? What are you talking about? The guy at the library. He said that. That all that all this is my fault because I burned someone I shouldn't have. I don't I don't know how he knows. I think this might I think the mint got burned down because I hurt somebody who was maybe a friend of Lonigan or something. I'm not sure, and that's why he burned the city down. And if that wouldn't have happened, we wouldn't have come to the city, and we wouldn't have started all of this. I think this is my fault. It's I am the one who has to fix it. Mm. I don't really see a connection. I don't feel. I feel like you burning down Thin Mint uh, does not connect in any way to like you to someone uh, burning down uh, Stone Root. So, I mean, I burned down Stone Root. I'm saying I. You burned down a lot of things. I told you that I left the Church of Yandala uh-huh. for Avandra. That's not true. Oh. I got kicked out of the Church of Yandala. Why? Because their idea of justice is paying a fine and saying a prayer and letting people go. (laughs) And Evandra's idea of justice is fire (laughs) and righteousness. Sorry, we just got super reformationist all up in this. So I did what I did to Ronaldo. I burned a symbol on somebody. I made I marked them so people would know that they were bad. And then Thin Mint burned down. And then someone in a library who I I don't know how he knows. He looked at me and he looked, it was like he was looking into my soul. And he said, this is your fault, heretic, because you burned that man. And I think this is all has to do with that. I'm not sure how, but I, this is this is my chance. I need to do this. And if I fail, then I get to spend eternity with Marshmallow. Please, you have to let me do this. You Tie that rope to me and lower me into this hole. I feel like we should take a vote. 
I vote. I vote. I go down there. Ronaldo is like gen out. Like Ronaldo is like genuinely concerned about Anne going down there. So he says, "I vote for me going down there." I vote for Anne going down there. Uh, Erlen, back me up here. Erlen raises his hand and says, "It's none of my business what you guys choose to do." It's already two to one. For Jane's main character trait is backing Anne up on votes. <laughs> Alana, you right, mean? Jane's yeah. dead, but okay. Oh yeah, Alana. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, fuck, I fucked it up. It's okay. Um, Ronaldo does not like this at all. Well, look, here's the thing. She's she she said it herself that she's she's got magic. I think she'll be fine. Ugh. And if I'm not, then you know this route isn't safe, and you can find another one. All all that matters is stopping Gorfanax. Whatever. Ronaldo holds the rope, and we lower land out. Okay. Uh, well, you were you had a, you were trying to tie it around yourself. Do you want to be like a ballast? Are you going to be like the tree? I'm, I'm, I have the highest strength here, so yeah, I'm going to be like the guy who holds onto it. All right. And and hugs you and says thank you for being my best friend. And then she hugs Alana and says thank you for trusting us and coming with us on this adventure. And she hugs Erlen and says thank you for not being a bad guy, or if you are hiding it well enough, so I don't have to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell Jane Jr. I said her coat is very luscious and beautiful. <laughs> oh my god, that's so adorable. Alright, let's do this. I don't want, know what kind of checks we have to make to lower Anne down safely, or if that's just something we can do. So, I, I, I'm asking basically Johnny what, what, how the, does this work? Between, between the three of you, because I'm, you know, Erlen <clears throat> isn't just gonna, like, stand by uh, when he <laughs> sees this go on. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say that that you make all of the preparations uh, to to properly anchor yourselves and lower Anne into the hole without n- having to make any any checks okay. because because she's a halfling. She's tiny. Yeah, she's she's not that large. Yeah, yeah you guys managed it it pretty yeah. well. Okay, and take ten on it. I don't yeah. know if fifth edition has a take ten rule, but good enough. Good enough right. for me. I am lowered into the abyss on a glowing rope of bed sheets. Okay. And hugs her teddy tight. All right. Um, after the, uh, the the first 12 feet, um, uh, which I said, like, as I said, were kind of like narrow, but could comfortably fit a man um, and more than easily uh, fit a halfling. Um, as I said, the, the outside walls that are the, the walls that say the rope is not braced against disappear and pretty quickly uh, the way that the the cavern just kind of opens it goes from obviously handmade stone mm-hmm. to um just a what's the word i'm looking for just like a a kind of a rough shoot essentially and then pretty soon you can't see the walls and the stone that you're kind of like you know i guess repelling down goes from being, uh, once again, hand-worked stone uh, to being just earth. It also starts to get increasingly moist. Yeah. Ew. The air gets humid, um, and the walls don't support your feet uh, as well as they used to. There's a slickness to them. Yeah, I bet. Uh, You're still, uh, I mean, you're still keeping an eye on it, though. You can't see the walls behind you. Um, the light just kind of vanishes off into the darkness, and pretty soon, let's say that you're about halfway, lowered halfway down, 
the walls actively become wet, like the wall that you're bracing yourself against, and you find yourself uh, at, like having trouble keeping footing. So um, make a make a dex roll, Austin. Oh God, seventeen. That's good. Okay, uh, you manage to keep footing um, as you're being lowered down. Um, it's it's difficult though, and like you start to not enjoy breathing. Um, it's it sort of feels like. It sort of feels like you've just been breathing air out of the same paper bag. You know, it's a big paper bag, though, so you're still getting the, the oxygen that you need, but it, it sort of feels like feels like used air. There's a taste to it. As you get lower and lower and lower, uh, you suddenly hear a a low... It's not quite a rumble... It's more like a hum come from right underneath you. And it's not something that just like it it's not something that just creeps into your ear. You hear it actively start to like Would you say it's a rattle and hum? No. No. Damn. I think it's an underrated U2 album, personally. I'm trying to break the tension. This is fucked up, guys. I'm getting lowered into Gorfinax. Well, you volunteered. This is your yeah. fault. Yeah. I know. Okay, we're going. Um, actually, I, at this point, Anne's going to call out for Lonigan. Okay. She's just going to say Lonigan. Um, you hear an echo disperse into the darkness. I'm going to make, um, how about a persuasion check to say, Lonigan, please answer me. 22 crit. 22 crit. 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 <laughs> fuck you, you fleshy fuck. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> you hear another hum, this time a slightly more aggressive one, and almost immediately afterwards, you're blasted with a gust of wind. Make a dex save. Uh. I mean, we can't fight him, so if we can't reason with him, we might as well just go home. <laughs> Seven. Ooh, it's not good. Um, and? Yeah. Uh, you lose your footing. And the uh, a rope starts to, uh, from, uh, sorry, from Alana and uh, Leon's perspective, the rope starts to grate against the corner of the stone that you guys uh, have it braced over. Shit. I mean, rope. Bed sheets is what yeah. I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you can start to see some of the cloth fraying. Okay. Um, Ronaldo, like, where it's tearing, he, like, reaches so it doesn't, um... So this stops happening, basically. So he reaches beyond where it's tearing, so it doesn't just flip, fall into there. So we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna lose some overall length and to secure the integrity of the rope. Right. Uh, Anne says, I critted on that persuasion check. Please talk to me, Lon, again. <laughs> <laughs> See, I apologize. I, I thought when you said uh, you tried to talk to Lon again, I misheard you and thought you said you tried to talk to Erlen way up on the hole. So oh. that, that was my bad. I don't give a shit about that useless fuck. Okay, all right. I get it, I, I get it now. God. But he's the plot fairy, anyway. <laughs> if there's any of you left, please. There's still a chance. Um, you hear what I can only describe uh, as kind of like gulping noises. <laughs> Renato calls down the hole and and tries to like really loud and tries to. Uh, Get Anne to hear her. I mean, he hear him. Yeah, what are you saying? Are you okay? 
uh, as okay as a halfling in a moist hole can be. If there's nothing down there, let's get out of here. How far into the darkness can I see? Um, like, you see nothing beyond the wall that you're at. You don't know what's out there. That light is being swallowed. Anne says, Lonigan, this is your last chance to answer. I don't want to hurt you. Please, I just want to talk. <laughs> Does he answer? You hear more guttural noises, uh, but, but nothing resembling a language that you understand. Anne shoots sacred flame all up in the dark and every into the darkness in like every helpful direction just to see if she can see because it's it's not it's not just fire it's like radiant fire so hopefully we can get some light on that bitch um she wants to see i guess up to 60 feet okay you get a good 60 feet of sacred flame Uh uh-huh and nothing else this place sucks ronaldo calls back he says get on the rope we're pulling you up where is there to go after this? This is the last... I don't know, but you're... <laughs> there, if there's nothing down there, then there's nothing down there. Uh, Anne? That's me. You feel something coil around your foot. Get, get on the rope! I'm on the rope, right? I just lost my footing. Pull. I still have a hold we're, of the rope. We're pulling. We're pulling her up right now. I mean, the rope is luminous, so I assume I can see whatever's coiling down my, around my leg when I look down, right? Yeah. Is it a tentacle? I don't know if I would describe it as a tentacle. Uh, more, It's more a tendril. It's a fleshy protuberance, it's, yeah? It's, it's, it's less muscly than that. It's more like, um... You ever see green onions? Yes. Okay. So, like, imagine a green onion except kind of like a really dark red... Okay, cool. It's a cool image. Now I'm never going to want to eat green onions. Thanks. kind of slick, too, you know? You've ruined scallions for everyone. Thanks, Johnny. (laughs) I blast it with sacred flame as they pull me up. Yeah, we're going. Uh, Everybody upstairs makes strength checks. All right. Oh, shit. Um, I'm I'm plus three to strength. Oh, that's going to suck for everybody. Um, Oh, shit! Cool, cool. Leon botched, Jess got 17. The strongest character botched the strength roll to try to save her friend. What about Erlen? What about Erlen? Yeah, he, he's, he's holding too, so he has to roll. Yeah, that should be enough to cancel out my botch. A 17 and a 19, come on. All right. I mean, com- combined, that's a very big number. <laughs> it's three adults versus a scallion. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's a mean scallion. Still. Oh my god. Also, I blasted it in the face of Sacred Flame. It didn't. It doesn't have a face. Oh, that's creepy as fuck. I blasted it in its green onion. <laughs> Alright. Okay. <laughs> in any case, um, so you save it at the fraying edge, and then immediately start to feel it kind of get tugged on. It's it's a mean tug, but it's a wild tug. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it kind of comes out, like, really short and really strong. So you guys haul as hard as you can, uh, and it seems to come free, um, with some weight attached to it, so you're pretty sure that Anne is still on the other end of it. Alright. We get her up. Okay. Uh, you haul Anne out of the abyss. Mm-hmm. She, who is trailing a sacred flame. <laughs> like a jet pack. Okay. Alana, do you still have those six poisons? <laughs> Probably. Dump them in the hole. All right, I dump them in the hole. 
I think it's I think it's all just gross fleshy bullshit down there. And I tried to get through to Lon again. I don't know what's left of him, but I don't know what else to do. I I say we leave. And go where? I, mean, I don't I don't know. Kind of at a dead end, it looks like. Hopefully, the poison got in his burn wounds. <laughs> well, we can't, look. Well, I've run out of ideas. The hole didn't work. So let's leave the school and investigate the town or something. But we can't just hang out by the hole. I I mean, no, we can't. <laughs> But that was the thing. Like, there's nowhere else to go. Ronaldo is out of ideas. So he just wants to leave the school. Should we burn this city down too? No, not yet. Um... <laughs> Alana starts laughing and she goes, Okay, so we're not ruling out burning another town down. We're not ruling it out. I'm saying that at this moment, uh, we are not going to burn the school down. Oh, well, that's good news. Alright, so let's leave, uh, and Ronaldo hurries along and says, let's go. Alright. Um, <clears throat> you get your shit together? Yep. You leave the school? Where are you headed? <sighs> Jack's house. Mm. Jack's house, I, I want to see if Jack's okay. Let's reconvene at Jack's house. I mean, even if he's not there, we could have sh- we need shelter at the very least. You get toward Jack's house, um, and on your way there, you recognize, or or not recognize, but you see a statue in the broad daylight that oh. you're absolutely positive uh, wasn't there before. Oh, fuck! Oh, are we are we on some weeping angel shit? What what does the statue look like? Um, you're approaching it from behind, um, but it looks like it's it looks like it's in mid travel. Um, as if it was, like, stepping away from the Robertson's house, uh, and is moving in the direction of the, um, the mayor's. When I said before that we had a chance to check the people or go to the school, we chose, and once again, consequences bit us in the ass because someone came after us or something and got stoned. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at the statue first, but then, but then I'm, I'm, like, listening if there's anyone inside. As you get closer to the statue, uh, you begin to notice something a little different about this one than the other ones. Um, it still seems to look human, um, that is biological from about the shoulders up. Oh, so we can see, so his head's there? Mm-hmm. Oh. Who is it? Who's the dude? Um, you get around to a point where you can recognize his face, and judging from the patch on his eye, you're absolutely positive that this is Callum. Oh. Oh shit! Ronaldo says, "Callum, super quick. What's happening now?" He he arcs his his head uncomfortably because obviously he has trouble moving his body, right. and he looks at you and he goes, uh, "It's you." Yeah. No time. What happened? Literally right now. We need to know what's going on. Mm, not that long ago, uh, Lonigan come running out the school. Uh, Babbling all kinds of nonsense. Uh, didn't look so good. Uh, pale. Mm, looked to be covered in blood. Mm, weird thing attached to his back. Mm, yeah. Which way did he go? Where did he go? I know you can't point, but just tell me. He says, Chase Jack. Kind of oh. went a little bit nuts when he saw the boy. Um... Few of us tried to step in the way and check on him, see what was going on. Uh, don't trust that feller much. Um, hmm. 
Knocked a couple of us over, trying to get the boy. Jack was alert, though, ran like hell. Lonigan grabbed my leg, trying to get by me. Started to hurt like hell, and lost feeling in it soon after, and, well, things started to go difficult. And he looks down as his stone, uh, at, at his body, and says, um, hmm. Lonigan kind of went nuts after losing sight of Jack. Uh, ran off in the direction of the graveyard. <laughs> All right, we're going to the graveyard then. Um, Ronaldo looks at uh, Lord Erlen and says, Erlen, do you have any anti-stone magic you can pull off? Um, he says, you know, like, if I've got a minute to search through my bag, I might be able to find something. We we have a minute. Do it. Wait, did this just happen? Did they just run off? How when was how long ago? Um, Callum says, uh, hmm, maybe about five hours ago. Mm. Oh, okay. We still- well, that's not gonna make the di- yeah. Yeah, we can take one minute to try to heal you. Okay. And he like you know rustles through his bag a little bit and is going, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, that'll do just fine. And he pulls out a little charm, uh, uh, whispers a couple of things with it, touches Callum's stone body with it, uh, which shimmers for a moment, and then seems to return to flesh. Callum uh, uh, cracks his back and goes, Oh, that's better. <laughs> Could you not do that to the people we found? Or is it, is it only work on people who are not fully transformed? He says, I don't know. <laughs> too bad it's too bad I thought of this now. Um I kind of I kind of look at Ronaldo and I'm like, okay, you know what? I, I'm starting to think that even with six hundred years, I'm kind of not sure he knows what he's doing sometimes. Erlin Erlin turns to you and says, Excuse me, I'm doing my best here with a situation of cosmic proportions that hasn't happened on this Earth in I don't know for how long, maybe 600 years. Have any of you been around to see it? I'm just saying, uh, thank you for your assistance. Don't be afraid to pipe up if you have an idea. We might not think of it first, okay? Erlen says, listen. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Look, look, this isn't helpful. Alright, Ronaldo Ronaldo says, alright, enough. Um, we need to go to the graveyard. Uh, I, um, Colin, um, Callan. Callum. Cal, sorry, sorry. Callum, w- how many people are, I thought everyone evacuated. Are people still in town? He says, and most of the people have, have gone and left, but, you know, we're, we're still trying to make sure that we've got everything that we need. Okay, well, where is a group of people? Maybe we can get a posse. He says, I, I don't know. I've been stuck. He- I've been stuck here for about five hours. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Remember, we tried to get a posse to break into the university, and uh, the mayor said no one in here was any good with a weapon. Yeah, remember that was a point of contention earlier. Yeah, I understand that, but the situation has obviously changed. Yeah, from hey, can you get some people to help us beat up a principal? To hey, can you help us kill a god? I don't think that improves their <laughs> their yeah, fighting that proficiency. Yeah, doesn't really improve what they're <sighs> going for. Uh, what they're bringing to the table. All right, uh, Callum, try to get as many people out to safety as you can. We're going to the graveyard to try to stop Lonigan slash save Jack. Peace out, dog. I'll, I'll do my best. Good luck. All right. And Callum, Callum hustles off. Ronaldo thinks about asking Callum to pay us for our services, but then thinks better of it. Uh, and, and punches your testicles. He doesn't say it. He thinks it. <laughs> 
and Anne is not telepathic. She senses your shittiness. <laughs> Ronaldo, Ronaldo, we we go, we go, uh, we lead, yeah. and we lead our, we go on our animals too. Let's 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 ride into this and get there as quickly as we can. All right, um, you guys get on your steeds uh, and ride towards the graveyard. As you get there, um, you see another statue kind of poised in front of a grave. It looks freshly dug, um, and there's no name carved on it. Um, statue still does have uh, uh, some of some of him uh, human, a little less than Callum. Mm. Um, it it looks like the stone has managed to reach all the way up to his neck, so his you can see human hair, um, and you know, flesh. Who is it? Um, it's um, Gillet the mayor. Ah, all right. Um, no, don't break. Don't. I'm not, fix, fine. Erlen, fix Gillet. Yeah. Gillet, what happened? As as you approach, as you approach Gillet, um, he uh, uh, you can see that he's actually like fixated on this grave just full-on weeping like just crying his eyes out when erlin gets close to him um he makes a noise of frustration and and spits on erlin and starts yelling at him that this is all his fault that salen would still be okay if it wasn't for him and to not come near him because he's a blight on this earth and all he's ever done is curse this town and the people who live in it trying to live just decent lives and Erlen Erlen looks a little shamed by this. That might be true. We'll deal with that later. We're trying to save you and stop Lonigan from turning more people into stone. Where'd he go? Uh, Erlen attempts to administer to Gillet, um, who's still obviously still quite frustrated in the presence of Erlen. (laughs) He's mostly stone. Sneak around to his blind spot. Right. Just just go (laughs) around the back. Just do it on his butt. Turns to, um, doesn't turn, sorry, but, but kind of like shifts his, <laughs> his attention to you and says um, we followed him here but the moment he lost sight of Jack, the ground just kind of opened for him and he just disappeared into it. I'm going to make a survival check to see if I can glean anything from the way the ground is to see what direction he might have traveled through it. Okay. I botched. So that might be a good place to end the episode and just pretend that role didn't happen. Let's just forget about it. Not uh not not yet, I'm afraid. Oh god. While you're um while you're investigating the ground trying to discern, you know, like what may have happened, you hear uh uh somebody uh from behind you, maybe about say fifty feet or so, um yell Ronaldo's name very, very loudly mm-hmm. and aggressively. Uh-oh. Turning turning to see it, you see a very beset-looking Firo. Like this bitch. Uh, with four guard behind her. God damn it. Who raises her sword, points it right at Ronaldo, and says, you will pay for what you have done to my career. <laughs> Renata throws the uh, spear into her eyeball. I told you the shear spattered when you shattered when you tried to attack the oh, statue. Oh right! It. God damn it! All right, then we're then I guess we're fighting, but probably next time. She looks. Uh, Firo, uh, Firo also looks really, really quite surprised uh, at the presence of Erlen. Uh, and after addressing you, Ronaldo says, "And after I'm finished with him, you are next." Erlen looks unimpressed by her. 
Mini boss. All right, so next episode we roll initiative. Um, not yet. Fuck me sideways. As all this is going on, um, you guys begin to hear a faint rumble. <laughs> is it far off? Uh, perhaps in the jungle where that rumble is. No. Where that rumble at? Kind of underneath you. Oh God. <laughs> We're all gonna die. <laughs> I know I've been saying that for like six episodes, but I really <laughs> think the next episode we're gonna die. I mean, that's kind of the the tone of this entire thing. Uh, are we done, or can I try something? Uh, I mean, you know, if you got one thing you want to try, Firo, Ronaldo's a bad man, and he probably deserves to pay for a lot of the things he's done. Uh, he's my friend, but he, I mean, especially today, he's just been on a constant dick roll. Uh, how about you team up with us to stop the monster under the ground that's turning people to stone? And she points at the guy who's clearly stone and then points at the ground that's rumbling and says, and then you guys can work out your shit after. Uh, roll, roll persuasion, Austin. Six. Oh, God. Someone else, back me up. Someone else. Until next time. <laughs> Son of a cook. <laughs> next Time on Dice Funk. The final battle finished. All of you covered head to toe in goo. It finally occurs to Ronaldo, and he snaps his finger and exclaims, I've got it. I know what I'm gonna call it. It's gonna be called a shower! Ronaldo says, You know, we've lost something very dear to us today. And I'm sorry, Anne. But my spear broke. Wait. It was Ronaldo's idea that Marshmallow created a distraction. Ronaldo, you killed Marshmallow! You know what I really hope will happen? I hope that everyone lives and then Alana promptly gets stabbed in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> As always, our theme song is A Fistful of Nickels, the overclocked remix arrangement of Shadow's Theme from Final Fantasy VI. Executive producers for the month of May 2016 are Joseph Tombrello, Ingmar Gremmen, Finch DeJong, King Waza, Zenith Will Rule, James Bevan, Luke Powers, The Cult of Gorfinax, Michael Goodell, Wayne Witzke, Brent, Jason, Cameron Abbas, Ariel Badger Release, Neil, Exley, Gary Sayon, Dash Sean the Rage Monster, Carl, Harrison Andrew, Jade, Tarka, Jorit, Vigor Arnston, Anna Stulfar, Dylan, Giorgio Renna, Christopher Charlo, Cody Jackson, August Rue, and Taylor Hoyt. If you want to support the show, you can always subscribe to us on Podbean, rate us on iTunes, or follow any of our various social networks. If you want to help even more, you can become a patron of Leon's at patreon.com slash renegadecut or find Jess at patreon.com slash foolsgold or me at patreon.com slash austinyorski. If you want to support Johnny, send your most heinous death threat to sean at channelawesome.com.